0: Hey, everybody, this is Jeff Fair from Black Label Society. You're watching CMS TV.
1: It's our good friends, Red Rain, right here on your classic metal show. From uh, their, I don't, I think this is just a single. I don't know if they're going to include this on their forthcoming release or not. Just yesterday's. And they're uh, busy putting up the final touches on their new forthcoming EP, I guess. I guess it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's considered an EP and what's considered an LP?
2: I don't know anymore. I don't know because, you know, it, it's all, it, I guess it just depends on how the label releases it and prices it, I guess, because. Well,
1: well, I thought it was like the number of songs, like an EP, like only has like four or five songs and an LP, which is long play.
2: Well, sometimes, but then you get like nine inch nails has EPs that are like 60 minutes long.
1: <laughs> well, how many, how, how, uh, how many songs are 10? There Oh, okay. and they call that an EP They
2: call it an EP. They just price it differently. Extended play. Yeah. They just price it differently. So, huh? okay. You know, but then, then you got like Rob zombie, his last album, I think was 33 minutes. Is that an EP or is that an LP?
1: I don't know. I, I thought, I thought maybe, you know, a shorter album that has maybe five songs might be considered an EP. Yeah.
2: Well that's what I always thought it was too, but it, it definitely seems like it's just morphed to whatever the fuck they call it. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, I, I know that uh, you know, Red Rain, they're they're putting the final touches on what will be their next release.
2: Yeah. There <laughs> we go. How's that? That
1: works. Whether you call it an EP or an LP or whatever, yeah. and uh uh Sammy Lee was uh sharing some of the uh credits with me and you know the artwork and things like that you know and uh of course he threw our names in there and you know they spelled your name wrong and i was just like well first of all you spelled chris's name wrong why is it why is a-k-i-n so difficult to spell i don't don't know
2: they all get it wrong they all add that e in there and that that
1: extra i in there the
2: a-i-k-e-n or yeah a T K I N A T K I N S A K I N S It's like A K I N. It's four fucking letters. Yeah. So I Everybody I does it. I correct. It's the same as your name. Everybody yeah. spells yeah. your name wrong too without the extra E.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of common spellings out there without the extra E, you know, I've got the three E's.
3: Mhm.
1: And uh yeah, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of Neely's out there that are only two E's mm-hmm. just L Y, but you know, for whatever reason, I mean, my, my mine's a little more forgivable and, in, in misspelling, I guess, but mm-hmm. you, you, you got four letters, A K I N.
2: Well, it's hard to check it too. My name's not out there very <laughs> much. <laughs>
1: so I corrected that. And then, uh, the big get of the, of their new album, uh, is, the, the guest uh, guitar, the gu- guest guitarist George Lynch.
2: Spelled George Lynch, right? No, they L-U-N-C-H. didn't. N
1: No, it wasn't on there at all. What? Yeah, I said. I said, of all the people that should be on this credits, it's George Lynch. Where's his name? I don't know how we over how,
2: how we overlooked that. Yeah, neither do I and you paid you paid a boatload of money to get him in, and then fucking you forget.
1: Yeah, they forgot. does they, they forgot to put his name in the album?
2: Yeah. And meanwhile, that's like the selling point, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, it's what I said. So it's like, well, kind of like the focal point of your release is the hmm. guest of George Lynch on your record. Are and they
2: able to fix it or no?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Right. It hadn't gone to press or anything. He was just okay. showing you the layout. All right. You know, he says, "Well." You know, check out the layout, check out the credits, check out this, that, and the other. It was all digital, you know? Yeah. So I looked it through and I gave my critiques on it. And I was Mm just like, yeah, well, first, Chris's name is spelled wrong. You forgot to mention George Lynch. How do
2: you forget George?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know.
2: It'd be like forgetting to mention Bubba. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on, dude. He's like, yeah, good catch. Good catch. Good catch. Yeah. These guys were fishing in a sand trap. What are they doing? <laughs> How do you not get George Lynch on there when you fucking brought him in to play on your record?
1: Right. Jeez. Yeah. So anyway,
2: yeah, you know,
1: from what I've heard, you know, the, the little snippets that they've released uh, with mm-hmm. their little in-studio videos and so on. Do you have any of those at all? Is it, Can you pull those up at all? The little in-studio video things or Red Brain?
2: Red Rain.
1: You know, I, I like the fact that they had the force forethought and the foresight to uh, you know, actually have somebody recording some video of them guys just kind of hanging out and recording at the the David Ivory studios. And and to think about it though, you know, one of your favorite newer bands, Hailstorm,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: you know, using David Ivory to do their music you know, to yeah. produce their record. That's pretty impressive.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely working with pros. There's no doubt about that.
1: You know, and, and the thing is, is that they're putting their money where their mouth is. And, you know, not only that, but, uh, you know, these guys live in Richmond, Virginia, and they, they're making the trip up to Pennsylvania. I believe up to York, Pennsylvania area to uh, record with David Ivory. Yeah. You know, which they did with their last their last ep as well but uh the fact that they went back to the well a second time and you know working with ivory because you could see the backdrop uh in the studio where it says
2: ivory studios i believe right sorry do you want me to play that yeah go ahead all right let's here we go i didn't mean to cut you off it just i i pressed to go large and it Took off and started playing. All right. Go ahead. Here we go.
1: Look at look at Sammy Lee sporting the CMS shirt while he's playing his drums.
2: Apparently, he doesn't have any other clothes but Uh, CMS.
1: There he is, right there in that one picture. Yeah, that little thumbnail there. Can you pull that one up?
2: Yeah.
1: That's it. That's the same thing you just played, right?
2: That's a different song. Oh, this is different. Okay, here's another one.
3: Your heart to mine Let's live a destiny Now is the time To leave it all behind Don't you believe To leave those memories Far behind Life is the day
2: What you need to do. move Boy, George Lynch playing a lot of notes. <laughs> How did you know that was him playing? Are you kidding? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Oops. Uh, that was the. Uh, just taking
2: off. That's yeah. Mariah. Yeah. I oh, shit. Is that, Is that Mariah? Yeah. That's when they were recording their record. Wow, look at that. Yeah.
1: Well, that was that was the George Lynch track, by the way.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> so uh we'll pull up that Mariah. Oh, you so, haven't seen that? No, I haven't. I,
2: I I don't dude, I don't I don't get Cold. scan this shit. Good luck finding that one. Plush. Because yeah. they post every fucking day on there. On their Facebook. So I don't know how. Well, much- you know
1: what? The thing is, is with all digital technology these days and how easy it is to record something on an iPhone or, uh, you know, to upload that, it, it's pretty cool though to see, you know, these bands documenting their, you know, processes and things. Sure. And sort of like letting the fans take a peek
3: mm-hmm.
1: behind the scenes. Behind the because most people, most people have never been in a recording studio. Yeah, It's a real ton, ton of fun. Well, <laughs> I mean, will, we'll take a look. I mean, just, just look at that. Look at that board. Yeah. Holy shit. That thing, that thing's got like a hundred tracks on it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I know you and I, we've been around this shit for years because yeah. you know, like, especially like Billy Morris mm-hmm. at his, what was the name of his place? Uh, audio
2: bay is now current,
1: yeah. but what, what was the one he called it before? I don't remember, but I don't he, remember. He had uh, one of the mixing boards that they had at the uh, Lady Land Studios
2: mm-hmm.
1: down, it was down in his basement there at the um, at the hi fi,
2: right? Right, right, mm-hmm. you know.
1: And uh, the thing is, is you, you, I mean, look at that, look at that mixing board. Holy, yeah, shit. Oh, they're I mean, working. That's uh, Johnny, uh, that's Johnny K yeah i know but how many how many channels do you think is on that board right there oh shit at gotta
2: least, be probably 128 i would think, I something,
1: think something like that i mean but but you know just in and you know look, look at all the you know in today's day and age with uh pro tools and everything as it is obviously anybody can just record whatever it is in their own bedroom mm-hmm. you, know, you get like a a you know, an iMac or something like that. Sure. And you can do professional recording all day long, but you know, looking at this setup or Mariah's plan, Mm -hmm. this is, this is an old school professional studio. I mean, she's got the, uh, she's got the, um, the 5150 heads down there, you know, Mm -hmm. know, she's playing through the Eddie Van Halen, uh, you know, heads and, it's just a lot of old school hardware and equipment that she's playing through, which that says a lot for getting a certain sound or a certain, uh, you know, uh, vibe, I guess. Sure. That, that digital could never bring to you. That is true. So, so it's fun. It's interesting. If you kind of like that kind of stuff and you like to hang out and if you, you're kind of a gearhead or if you enjoy that kind of thing. Right. Uh, I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah, there you go. I, I, agree,
3: <laughs>
2: I,
1: I agree, Eric. No kidding. I agree. But uh, no, I have not seen this at all. So uh, mm-hmm.
2: so go, go ahead. ahead. This oh, is look, Mariah.
1: What, what I think is funny is somebody's uh, shoes are sticking up there.
2: Yeah, they're just, <laughs> just kicking back while she records. <laughs> of course. All right, This is. right. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is Champion, the song Champion being recorded. So here we all go. Right.
1: All right. Let's see it. It's that well so for for those of you who uh you know maybe maybe you've never experienced any kind of uh recording <laughs> environment what what mariah is doing there is she's playing her song off of what they call a click track mm-hmm. that's what you hear it sounds like you know somebody hitting like a wood block or something but that's just a click track so she's just playing to the click track you know and yeah. and, and you know obviously she's just I don't think she's actually recording anything. She's kind of probably just working out the, the riffs, you know, mm-hmm. that beat, who knows, I don't know. It sounds pretty much like the song, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so it, it's, it's a process, you know, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, you've got to definitely be a fan of that kind of stuff. And, uh, there you go. There's the lose asking because Chris Aiken is, he's got his finger on the pulse of the everything plush.
2: I do. I keep up with what they're doing. Sure Although I haven't, do. I haven't heard from Orion a little bit since I've not heard from her since the, um, TSO tour, but, um, yeah, they do have a new drummer, faith Powell. Who's like 18 years old. She's a fucking monster. Let me see if I can find a video of her, which she's, she's a fucking beast. I mean, she can, she can play, she plays a lot harder than, than Brooke did. And where, and what happened to Brooke? Where'd she go? Um, let go, I guess. I don't know. I've never actually gotten the story. She was either fired or quit. And I'm thinking fired because at some point I saw somewhere online that somebody asked her what she was getting ready to do. And she made some comment that it wasn't her choice to leave. So
1: what do you think the problem was there? chemistry getting along with everybody not yeah i don't know
2: i i mean i don't know and she did seem a little like the other girls seem very like into into the whole thing meeting people meeting fans you know they they seem way into it where brooke always seemed a little bit kind of like she was off in her own world
1: Kind of like a wallflower, huh?
2: Yeah, kind of. And I, I don't know that that's has anything to do with anything. It could have been a business thing. They could have had a fucking contract for x amount of x amount of time, and it ran out, and they just decided not to renew it. Maybe they saw this faith girl, you know, on YouTube or whatever, because I'm sure that's where they found her. She's from Florida, so it's not like she lived near them or something. But um, you know. Could just have been at a contract, right? I don't know. I i honestly, and I'm not just saying that, and like I do know, and Mariah told me but swore me to secrecy or any of that kind of shit. I really don't know. Okay. You know, so but yeah, here's here's Faith. This is from last week. They played at a military base. This is the new girl. Yeah, this is Faith Powell. Okay. New girl. All right. And she is a fucking monster. All right, here we go. Not the best example. example but she has not that much of a kit not really man she booms let me, find, <laughs> okay. let me find a better clip where she's just going fucking crazy all right she really goes i mean like she plays really hard where that was one of the things i always thought was that brooke didn't play very hard and and this faith girl i mean she really fucking hammers I don't really see. These are all old videos. Let's see here. You can kind of see it in this rehearsal one. Just watch her in the background. She's fucking bringing it. All right. She just hits a lot harder.
1: Because uh, you know, when you see you know, any- God damn it.
2: Facebook stinks.
1: <laughs> Whenever you see any performer, whether it's uh, you know, a newer band or even uh an older band that are doing their kind of rehearsal stuff,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: you know, you're used to seeing them on stage, you know, all glitzed up in their yeah. clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you see them behind the scenes doing their rehearsal and they're all just like out of makeup and out of nah. their- out of their stage clothes and they're just yeah. sort of
2: like jamming in a circle yeah. Yeah,
1: they're all playing Jane and stuff, but mm-hmm. that's just how it is, you know, it's yeah. just like, Oh man, I just rolled out of bed. I'll throw my hair up in a, in a tie and we'll go down there and we'll just like, uh, work out a few tunes, you know, we'll yeah. work out the tracks and mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what we come up with.
2: Yeah. I'm going to be really interested to see what they do this year. Cause most of the festival dates have been announced, and they ain't on them. Well, see, this this goes back to what you and I talked
1: about a couple of years ago when mm-hmm. uh, when Plush was announced. It's like, how wh- what's the shelf life of Plush? How long do they last?
2: Yeah, I don't
3: know.
1: You know are they going to be a gimmick band? Are they going to do well their first time out? Just because it's you know for you know young
2: talented chicks
1: and Mm -hmm. uh, so are people going to find them uh from a longevity standpoint or is it just going to be a novelty that wears off pretty quickly
2: or you know whatever Uh, i don't think the novelty part part is worn out. i think people are taking them a lot more serious i know i know the musicians are i've talked to a bunch of musicians because they've played with everybody sure i've talked to quite a few musicians that have that have you know played with them and toured with them and and every to a person every musician i've talked to is like they're fucking amazing you know but they're not getting you know that first year they you know they're they're promotional people definitely blew their wad getting them on every fucking tour Did, did, did did they burn out the market did they run out of money i don't know did they I don't know. I I again I haven't talked to Mariah in a little bit, but um she wouldn't tell me that anyway. Honestly, she wouldn't she would not tell me I that. Oh, no business
1: shit, but regardless. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, I don't know. i they keep they keep saying they're gonna be announcing something here in the next couple of weeks, and I hope it's soon because you know all the tours are pretty much getting announced now for the summer. Right. And I haven't seen their name on anything yet. And, you know, I, I mean, they, they've got to stay active if they're going to stay relevant.
1: Well, again, they have to stay in the, the eye of the public, whether it's releasing like a, a single or mm-hmm. getting out there or being featured on something or it's tough. And and we've mm-hmm. talked about this a, a, too many times on the show where in this day and age, the way that the music industry is it is really tough to be an up-and-coming band and actually become something
2: it's very hard and you know i i mean the other weird thing for them is they're about due for another record well how many they only have the one right yeah and i mean it's been about two years yeah it's been i mean they recorded two years ago So they're about due to get in the studio. And I know that they couldn't have because Mariah was out on tour. Right. She was out with TSO until, you know, New Year's Day.
1: Well, I hope she made a bunch of money with TSO. She
2: she did not make a bunch of money with TSO. What? Come on. God damn it. Who who do I need to call? She'd be the newbie on TSO. She ain't making a bunch of money on TSO.
1: Well, do you think that she made decent money?
2: I don't know. Honestly, I I hope so. I would hope that she did. But as the new person on the tour that's never proven it, she probably got the lowest on the scale.
3: Well,
1: of course.
2: And, you know, she might do better. She'd probably do better if she gets asked back, which from all indications she's going to. Yeah, of course.
1: I mean, you know, once once people kind of prove themselves with the TSO thing, which has been going on since, what, 95? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's see, you know, 5 50 20 25 20 27 years yeah uh she probably would do okay I would imagine
2: yeah and I mean she nailed I don't know Did you see any of the TSO I video
1: yeah that Did pull that up. That? I'll take a phone call while we're waiting
2: hail
0: and kill yeah. caller you're on the air. What's happening, boys? It's your drug addled friend from Southern California. What's happening?
1: What's going on out there in Southern California? Are, are you out there scoring a drug deal with, while you're talking to us, <laughs> or uh, I'm
0: enjoying I'm enjoying the afterglow. Are you? That are
1: way. you? What? What? What is the uh, drug of choice tonight? Oh, uh, why is this a live uh, phone call right now? Well, you don't know that to be the case. Are prank you not,
0: prank call? Uh, prank call? Prank call? Yeah. No, um, I'm just saying. Girl, kick bands fucking suck. Do they? Chris, I love you. You know I love you. You know I appreciate your military service. I like love you guys, but fucking girl bands fucking suck. And unless you're Sean, you from fucking white zombie rocking that bass, you get you get you know L seven or you get fucking I mean even Leah Ford you know, but come on I mean that's like the best you're ever gonna do. Girl bands they suck. And when you, oh, by the way, one last thing, and I'll get my manager out here. When you were talking about, you know, standing in the circle and they are not done up or nothing like that. Well, <laughs> there's a little band called Pantera that filmed that fucking video in a circle. All right. Five minutes alone, I think it was. And those motherfuckers rocked it out. And there wasn't one goddamn, what or sound like the one goddamn fucking ounce of makeup on those motherfuckers. So these chicks... They're just fucking broads with pussies, dude. And I'm sorry, (laughs) Chris, but you know them and you're friends with them. So you think that they're like a little better than they are, but they suck. The drummer sucks. They just suck. They're girls. Like Dice said, how fucking funny would you be if you came up here? You wouldn't be. And he was right. (laughs) And you guys just need to come to that fucking conclusion. Okay. So that's my manager waving at me. I gotta do another uh <clears throat> line skeet. We'll talk to you boys at another random time. God bless. <laughs> okay. I remember that video with Pantera, yeah.
2: Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. Of course it was shot to be a video, not a rehearsal, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. All right, go ahead. All right, here we go. No right, I'm this <laughs> to
1: Well, you know what? I don't know if you've seen it. It's a couple years old. There's a... There's a doc- Hold on. Oh, shit. Sorry. Yes. I'm glad I don't have fucking Facebook. But uh, I, I watched a documentary this week that... Uh, it's been out there a few years. It's not a new one, but it's a good one. I, I, I discovered it this week and watched it. But uh, have you seen the, the uh, documentary on Clive Davis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking amazing dude. I mean, you know, he's been around since the 60s.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
1: you know, he's one of these guys. I don't know if it's his business acumen or he's just gifted with the golden ear or whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But this guy has picked winners since the late 60s. Sure. You know, and uh he He's launched so many bands that that have uh shaped the american landscape as far as music is concerned you know from the 70s bands from you know what chicago to uh the eagles to you know what whatever whatever you consider the ultimate american band Mm -hmm. but one of the ones that they were um highlighting if you saw the. Documentary is Whitney Houston. Yeah, yeah, sure. And, and there's no doubt that Whitney Houston was a talent as far as a singer is concerned. You know, mm-hmm. regardless of her personal lifestyle or personal choices or sure, so on and so forth. But when I hear Mariah sing, yeah, and I see her perform, and you know, there she just did her thing with TSO. Hmm. In my opinion. Just knowing what what I know about uh, of Whitney Houston, Whitney has nothing on Mariah Formica. and I know you're going. Oh, I, man. I don't know about all that. I, nothing? nothing
3: stretch.
1: Nothing. Uh, come on. That's my opinion. It's not fact. It's yeah, my I was opinion. Say, I, was say, I would Whitney rather. Was pr- I would rather listen to Mariah for Mika sing over and above Whitney Houston.
2: Well, I would too, but to say that that it's not that big of a difference. Well, I'm
1: not saying Whitney was a hack or anything. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just saying that uh, Mariah, just from what I've seen and heard and things that I've heard Whitney Houston, same level.
2: In my opinion, she's up there. I mean, she's definitely, she's universally pretty much regarded as the best female singer out there right now. I mean, obviously you're not getting a solo on the TSO tour your first time out, unless you're like, I mean, there's 10 other girls that are on the tour and Mariah is the one getting the single, the, the, the solo rather. Right. So she could clearly sing. And, you know, I mean, you know, I, I've told her that, that I think she's the best singer out there today. You know, she's just got to do it for a while. That's going to be the biggest, the biggest obstacle she has is this shitty fucking industry right now. (laughs) True. You know, I mean, I hate to think it, but even, even for chick singers or chick bands, it's kind of peaked. You know, it really has. It peaked with, with hailstorm and now it's kind of on the downslide again. It's not as special of a thing anymore because there's so many female singers out there of all different styles, everything from death metal to, to, you know, to crooning type stuff yeah,
1: like arch enemy, obviously. Yeah. And Evanescence
2: yeah, and, and nervosa. You know, AL4, there's all kind of, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of them out there now. And I mean, I'll be, I mean, as much as I'm a friend of, of mariah and i i really do enjoy plush and whatnot they're not even the biggest of the bands that are girl bands that came up at the same time that band the warning is bigger than they are by a lot i mean by by a hell of a lot because they're they're international i don't know if you're familiar with the warning at all but what what is that a um it's a three-piece chick band okay you know, it's three piece chick band that's out right now, and they've they have one record out as well.
1: They're not a Queen's right cover band or something. No,
2: like no, 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 no. they're <laughs> look them up real quick. It's just called The Warning. The band. The Warning. Warning. Yeah. Warning. No, it's not that band. No, it's not that one. No, I think their album might be called Error. I think. Okay. All right. They're I'm called- not a huge. Huh? I'm not a huge fan of them, but. The Warning. The Warning. All right. But based on what you base numbers on these days, they're a lot bigger than plush.
1: All right. There they are. All right. All right. Uh, boy, what a weird with grandson and zero. All right. Play a little of them, not not familiar with them at all. Uh, well, it looks like they've been around a little while.
2: Not too long, though. A few years. Uh,
1: Yeah. Looks like uh, they may have been around as early as 2017, maybe. Maybe. All right. Check this out. Oh, I see they've done some uh, covers, too. They did, like, inner Sandman and shit. Sure. All right. Let me see here. This one is their biggest sounding song. It's called Choke.
2: And what's the number of plays on it?
1: Four million seven hundred and eighteen thousand.
2: And I'll bet you I'll bet you that plush does not have a single song that's at a million.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. All right. Here we are.
3: I won't say good. I won't survive the fall
1: I mean, fair enough singer, but she doesn't reach anywhere near close to the ranges that Mariah does.
2: No, not at all. But my point is, is if, if there's, if there's a choice to be made, clearly people are choosing that band right now.
1: Because they're aware of it.
2: They're not that much bigger. I mean, I only became aware of them in the last like two years. I know they've had stuff out, like you were saying, you know, a little bit before that, but I'm only aware of them from the, from the pandemic up.
1: And how were you aware of them? How did, how did they come into your, you know, how did they get your attention?
2: I think I heard that song on a playlist, the one that you just played. All right. I'm pretty sure I just heard, heard that, um, you know, I was playing a playlist that, that plush was in and that came on. I was like, all right kind of similar, sort of the same thing. Okay.
1: All right. Well, here's, here's this band, uh, doing enter Sandman. Okay. Yeah, it's like, I, again, I, I'm just, I'm always curious as to why everybody has to do covers, it, it's just bizarre. I guess, but it's just like okay. I mean, again, stand on your own merits. Why are you covering songs?
2: Because they got to get exposed. And I get no radio or TV to expose them now.
1: All right. Well, here's uh, here's the warning. Doing enter
2: Sandman. Okay.
3: Forget
2: my son yeah, too. That stinks. That? What That's, the hell is that? That stinks. Don't do covers. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, don't do okay. covers. All right. But, so, see, now look so, up plush real quick though but, and see see what their biggest song is.
1: So so where are these girls from?
2: Uh like Brazil or somewhere. Okay. They're they're like not here. I know that. I'm not sure where they're from. I think it's Brazil. All right. They are from, um, Mexico, three Mexican sisters. Okay. These are sisters. Yeah. They're all three Danielle, Paulina and Ala Alexandra, I guess, or Alejandra. All right.
1: All right. Out of the, uh, out of the three sisters, which is the most bangable out of that picture.
2: Um, probably the blonde,
1: the one on the right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that would
1: be my, my choice. As a guy, we don't care about their artistry. We just want to say yeah. Which one of you were the most bangable.
2: <laughs> oh, it's really between these two. This one looks too skinny. Right. It's between these two and can't really tell what this one looks like. So All I'll right. go with this one. <laughs> so funny. Um,
1: the, uh, hate song yeah for a plush uh it's almost reaching two million
2: okay that's not bad
1: a million seven hundred and eight thousand
2: okay and then there's a huge drop i'm assuming to
1: uh, not win
2: or well the
1: next, the next highest song on their catalog is Athena, which is three hundred twenty-three thousand, and
2: that's it, with weekly television play.
1: Yeah, and that. Uh, now, what, what, what did they get on for TV?
2: They are that song. The Athena song is the official intro song of the wrestler Athena on AEW. Oh, nice! So every either Wednesday or Friday, that song is played on TV. Okay. And then the next
1: highest one is uh better off alone, which is almost at 300,000,
2: which is the best of the three songs, but that's a jam. I okay. like that yeah. But I mean, that's, that's a huge, huge drop off from 2 million or 1.8 to 300,000 Right. It means that, you know, hate was the first single and it did real well, but they didn't follow even with all that touring. All that touring that they did for a solid year and they got 300,000 plays on the next two singles.
1: It's not a lot. Well, again, what does it take for people to remember your band? Mm -hmm. Uh, That See, that's the whole thing. There, there were so many bands out there because of digital, the digital age, everybody and their brother can put out uh, a uh, album or release their songs via the Spotify or YouTube or whatever. And it's just like, how do you remember one of them? Sure. Because, and this goes back to the discussion we've had, you know, many times that prior to the internet, prior to, you know, being able to tap into so many different bands or, or music, we accepted whatever our commercial radio station or MTV fed us. Yeah. And that was it. We, mm-hmm. we, we didn't really aside from going to the record store and taking a gamble on buying a new album from an unknown band we did not discover too many bands we just said oh well this is on the radio so this must be good
2: yeah i mean it's it's a different ball game now it, it, it really is different i think plush hurt themselves by firing um or quitting or whatever happened with with um Brooke because she she was like model hot okay do you which, think that really do you think that had an effect I absolutely think that had an effect really? yeah I do because she was also the of of the four she was and again this is into the modern day she was by far the biggest name of the four really oh yeah
1: so that would have never known that
2: oh yeah social media wise she she has. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers on her. Uh, If you look her up on, even on YouTube, on her drum videos. Yeah. Their drum videos are are, um, screen name or whatever tag rock angel. They're all like several hundred thousand to millions of plays for all of her drum videos. Is that right? She's, she's, she's a big, she was definitely the bigger name of the two far bigger than Mariah. Is that a fact? And that's why That's why it was a great get when, when Mariah put the band together and got her to be the drummer. Okay. And, you know, they went from her to Faith, who seems like she might be a better drummer. Okay. She's fresh out of high school. She literally graduated and then was on the Alice in Chains tour, like right after graduation. She's like 19 or 18 or something. So, you know, it it, it really, I think it did hurt him some huh
1: interesting well you would think that uh, a majority of people who may or may not hear of plush may have seen them live opening for mm-hmm. one of these shows or tours or whatever
2: mm-hmm. well i don't know and and just me talking you know i'm just shooting the shit really And just from knowing bands that have played in front of bands like this, like bigger bands and tours and whatever, I'm not a believer anymore that, that like in the eighties and the nineties, where if you got that big tour, that it was that big a deal.
1: Yeah. It doesn't seem to be helping at all because, uh, what they've, they've opened for slash, right?
2: Slash Wolfgang Van Halen, Evanescence, Hailstorm, seven dust, and um alice in chains
1: and and it's only netted them less than two million plays on one of their songs yeah by way of spotify anyway
2: yeah so how how important is them playing that's a lot of money to spend especially yeah. if it's a buy-on thing and and i mean let's be honest, they had to have played a hundred shows last year you would think if not more if not 150
1: yeah, because as soon as one one tour support ended, they were on another one right away.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. so you're literally getting a hundred plays per gig. If you're going by the plays, right? You know, if they play or what? Not a hundred. Here comes Chris Math again. Sorry, folks. Whatever that'd be, like a thousand plays. Yeah, but but still, it's not a whole lot. Not a not a ton, and not not what you would hope. It's not, I mean, you would hope, you would hope that if you played with that many big bands that people would be discovering your band. So what, what do you
1: think, what is your opinion as, as far as what do you think drives a, someone to go, you know, I need to go discover these, this band who, whoever it is, whether it's these girls or whomever, it's just like. Who, who, you know, and again, this goes back to the whole, uh, documentary. If you haven't seen it, go, go, go look at it, the whole Clive Davis documentary. Sure. I think it came out in 2017, so it's not new, Mm -hmm. but, but it's been around, but boy, it's fantastic. But you know, how does a band that in this day and age actually get to be noticed over and all above all the other bands out there?
2: That is the million-dollar question. That's a, tough,
1: <laughs> that's a tough one because everybody yeah. everybody can be seen now. Everybody mm-hmm. can be seen on YouTube. Everybody can be heard on Spotify. Everybody can be heard anywhere, and it's just like you have to yeah. find them or discover them or they have to do something memorable uh, yeah. if, they're, if they're opening up a show for, you know, we mentioned Plush opening up for 7Dust or, or a Slash. You know, slash, what, what, what was he going under?
2: Uh, slash Miles Canyon and the Conspirators.
1: Okay. Under that or, or whatever show to to make you want to go. I remember these guys or girls. I need mm-hmm. to go check them out.
2: Yeah. It's got to be, you got to, you got to have a song that absolutely connects with that audience. Yeah. And then you got to have really good merch to match it. Because. You think, you
1: think the merch
2: thing is a big I do really i do i think the merch i think if 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 you hear a good song if you hear a really good song by a band you don't know right you go to the merch table and they got a killer t-shirt or a killer hat or whatever you're you're more than likely to buy it and then you're willing to support the band you know and i saw that in play the previous slash tour with dirty honey dirty honey was murdering Uh, You know, when, when I saw them with Slash, they murdered the crowd and no one knew who they were. There was like me and three other people that were, that seemed to know anything about Dirty Honey when they, when they hit the stage. And by the end, everybody was just rocking. And then right after we went out to the merch table and there was a ton of people there buying merch. You know, they just went out and they liked the band and they, you know, they caught 30, 40, 50 people right there on the spot. That bought a T-shirt or bought a CD or whatever. The other thing these bands got to do is they got to give the music away as much as the record company don't want to hear that. They, you know, they're giving it away anyway on fucking YouTube. A band like Plush should have ten thousand fucking thumb drives with all their videos on them and all their and their MP3s. And at every show, they should be throwing them out instead of picks.
1: Well, again, Air, that, that, that takes money though.
2: Yeah, it takes some. It takes time, it takes effort. Sure. Well, since you
1: mentioned Dirty Honey, yeah. Uh on Spotify, their number one song is When I'm Gone. Yeah. And that currently has 17 million plays.
2: hmm Which is not a ton. I mean, it's a good amount, but it's not a ton. That's like the big you don't even know that song. That's the one we play all the time it's a zeppelin song yeah pretty much that's the one that he even sang in the id that we have
3: (laughs) it's
1: very zeppelin-y mm-hmm And then their next highest tune that follows that uh doesn't even have half the plays, which is uh California Dreaming. Yeah, which like uh oh wait a minute, no, I take back uh Rolling Sevens, Rolling which,
2: Sevens probably has a bunch of hits too, which right? Which is eight million. Yeah. So it's not even
1: not even half. Yeah.
2: And that's with an and again, they toured with Slash. Then they toured for a full fucking summer with the Black Black Crows. Perfect tour for them. Yeah, it's not tough. a ton. It's a tough. It's it's tough to break now because there's nowhere to break to. Yeah,
1: because well, there's there's no one to spoon feed you that uh-uh. these these guys are the next greatest thing coming down the pike and you go, oh, well, I, well, I guess I should have that. I guess this is where influencers come into play. I guess.
2: Well, I like Dirty Honey. You should too. Yeah. The problem though is that another problem that these kind of bands that we're talking about have their audience is not their age. You know, Dirty Honey especially their audience is our age. Right. And most people that are our age, they're douchey about new music. They're they're not going to listen to new music. They're like, why would I listen to that? I'll just listen to Led Zeppelin. Right. They're not going to listen to Dirty Honey. They're not going to listen to Greta Van Fleet. They're going to say, fuck it. I'll just go right to the source. Speaking of
1: Greta, let's see what they're doing.
2: I bet their numbers for that last album are way down. Yeah. Well,
1: let's see here. Highway Tune, which is what everybody knows them for because everybody oh. Oh, this
2: is Led Zeppelin's
1: second coming yeah 172 million it's a lot then it drops down to black smoke rising which is at a hundred seventeen thousand 117 million still a lot it, it is a lot but but that's a that's a drop of 60 million plays
2: mm-hmm.
1: between the top and the second
2: yeah I'm curious what the new songs have from the uh, latest album
1: all right what is I'm, the latest, the latest album is the battle at uh what is this called the the battle at uh Gardens Gate
2: yeah I guess i don't know i didn't like it
1: all right uh looks like there's a few of their songs on here and they're only like forty two thousand yeah uh twenty one thousand fifteen thousand so it's over. Yeah. They peaked at a uh, hundred seventy, seventy nine million plays on highway tune, which is this one, which is, you know, for, yeah. for a lot of people who heard it for the first time, they were just like, holy shit. This is Led Zeppelin revisited. Mm-hmm. Plus they had that TV commercial, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so people like the whole Robert Plant scream. Yeah.
2: yeah. Except for D. Snyder doesn't find him to be a good performer.
1: All right, but regardless of that, but then uh it like I said, the the next highest uh play for for Greta Van Vliet is uh Black Smoke Rising. Yeah. At 117 million. Oh. And then, you know, a a big drop of uh, another uh, fourteen million brings you down to a song called "Safari Song."
2: Another good song. That's a good song too.
1: Again, with the Robert Robert Plant. Plant. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. I like Greta Van Fleet. I mean, I I like them, but my point is, and I'm going to just reiterate your point, is that uh, once that whole novelty wore off, it was Mm -hmm. just like, then what happens? Yeah, then it's over. Because after after Safari Song at 103 million, uh, it drops down to uh, heat above. Let's see. What's the next one here? Yes. Heat above from their latest release. And it's at 60 million. So, so it drops in half almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, this is one of the newer ones, I guess. Yeah. I guess if you got Getty Lee to sing for the Black Crows,
2: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I I dig them though. I don't care. I know a lot of people don't like them, and they keep saying, like, Jacqueline chat room, Greta Van Fleet sucks, monkey cock, Led Zeppelin wanna be fucks. Okay, fair enough. But I'll take this over what the what the the original lead singer Led Zeppelin is doing now, that Allison Kraus bullshit. I'll take this over that. Yeah, this at least sounds like rock.
1: Yeah, it's very, they, they've
2: kind of like, they're, they're definitely in that whole blues rock vein, mm-hmm. but I think that, that wave, I think it might be dying too. Like a, even a year ago, that shit. Remember how hot that was? Yeah, that it was, whole- it
1: was, you know, it was a it was a wave. It certainly was a wave because yeah. people we're just like, oh man, it's nostalgic. It's a you know, it's a revisiting back in time and
3: mm-hmm.
1: all that. But uh, I yeah, again, just looking at these numbers, I'm not seeing anything that's earth shattering.
2: Yeah, I mean that's it. It's kind of over that whole. You know, the, the Greta Van Fleet, Dirty Honey, Joyous Wolf, all those bands, they've all just kind of gone away. Even Rival Sons. Rival yeah, they Sons. Were,
1: they were hot for a while. They
2: were hot. Now their their best move was getting their shit into a fucking GMC commercial. <laughs> exactly.
1: Unfortunately, that seems to be the way that any of these bands are going to make any money is if they get, if they're lucky enough to get their, um, uh, music placed in a commercial. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean that's the big get for um for for Rival Sons right now is that they're in that they're in that GMC commercial. I think it's GMC that plays all the time in the football. And you certainly recognize them. You know, you certainly recognize Rival Sons because of that, but but they're, you know, musically what happened to them? They you know what happened? To Alabama Shakes—that was big for like thirty seconds. Now they're like long gone. You know there was quite a few of those bands that came up for a minute, but they're gone. Yeah, Blue Pills. Yeah, Blues Pills. Yeah, another great. Another great band. Where'd they go? There was yep. a lot of them that all came up at once, and they're all kind of gone. I agree. All right. All right. Well, I say we take
1: a break, come back, finish up the show, get the hell out of here. All right. Sounds good. But since you mentioned Dirty Honey, I'll let you pick a Dirty Honey tune.
2: Um, We'll go with Rolling Sevens. I love that tune. All right. All right. We're going to play a few tunes. We'll come back, wrap it up, get out
1: for the week. So uh, here it is. It's Dirty Honey exclusively here.
0: On your classic metal show. Do you want to watch the classic metal show all day long? Do you have a Roku? If your answers are yes and yes, then you need to get Wowza TV on your Roku. It's free to install and brings you the classic metal show on your TV 24 7. Just look up and install Wowza TV in the Roku streaming store, and you can enjoy the CMS all day and night right on your TV. Yes, folks. This includes the live editions of the CMS as well. Install Wowza TV now on your Roku and never be without the classic metal show again. Hail and kill.
4: Assured Window Cleaning specializes in window cleaning, chandelier cleaning, blind cleaning, gutter cleaning, and post-construction cleaning. In business since 1947, Assured Window Cleaning has probably been serving its customers in Cleveland for 75 years. As a family owned and operated business, Assured Window Cleaning has built their reputation on trust and delivering the best results possible. When you need window cleaning services for your home or business, contact Assured Window Cleaning. We're one of the top window cleaning companies in all of Cleveland for both residential and commercial. Visit our website today at www.assuredwindowcleaning.com or call us at 440-989-0122 for a quote. And remember, everybody knows Tony. Contact Assured Window Cleaning today.